and welcome to the Let's Talk Hormone Health podcast, a place where we like to share information and our experiences so that we can become empowered to look after our hormone health. So far, we've learned how our hormones play a vital role in our physical, mental and emotional health and well-being. In this episode, we're focusing on menopause and beyond, and I'm delighted to introduce my guest, Ashling Grimley. Ashling, you're very welcome. It's so lovely to have you here with us. Thank you very much. I'm delighted to be here talking all things hormones. Oh, I know. And it's been a long time since we actually got together. We'll get to that in a little while. Um, I'd like to give a little background first on you, Ashling, okay. um, just for people who may not know you. Ashling runs the award-winning MySecondSpring.ie, the Irish menopause resource that reaches about half a million visitors a year from all over the world. You're the founder of the M-Word event, which brought 250 women to a Dublin hotel for a full-day conference on menopause. And you are the author of The Best Friends Guide to Perimenopause, Menopause and Beyond. As I said, we did meet almost six years ago, Ashling, and I was asked to speak at a conference on menopause, the first that I ever heard of, actually. My Second Spring brought together a huge community of women to that event, and it has continued to grow and grow since then. Yet, yes. career-wise, for you, that's not where you started. In fact, it was nothing to do with women's health. No, um, I suppose I've had a, a varied career because um, I seem to be someone who likes change. So maybe that menopause isn't such a bad thing. <laughs> um, but uh, my background is in um, yeah, finance. I did a business studies degree in Trinity. And um, then I got into health through homeopathy and then moved on to find seeing a gap in the market or a gap in the conversation with um, menopause. So digital marketing was something that you studied prior to that. Yeah, well, actually, that was I, I that was all prompted by menopause Okay. Um, because I got to a certain point. Um, I think I was about 13 years, more or less full time mothering. And I was getting um, it was a combination of um, hormonal, um, you know, symptoms, mm. um, frustrations, um, realized that there were, there, was, there were things that I wanted to do for myself because I was just doing too much for everybody else. So actually my my um, symptoms moved me to, to do something new. And so I did a digital marketing course with a view to doing something. And I was kind of thinking, what do I want to do next? Yes. And then a friend of mine said to me, why don't you just do the obvious thing that's bugging you at the moment, the menopause? Um, and there was very little you know, out there at that time. Mm-hmm. So that's where it all sort of started. And I did a, a start your own business course at that stage, just as kind of like a refresh. But I had yeah, done catering also before that. Oh um, so I moved. I, I seem, <laughs> tend to move from, from the desk job to a change around. And I most recently then set up a, a business two years ago, um, the Silk Pillowcase. So that's my latest incarnation. But menopause is always is always there with so us. So the academic and the creative have been huge parts of your life. Yeah, yeah. I think I think it's I think like literally I went from financial PR mm-hmm. to catering, where you know I I just craved the physicality of. Um, chopping onions, having pushed paper <laughs> around desks, <laughs> and also just actually creating something. You know, mm-hmm. you, you take ingredients, you make something and you sell it. So that's, yeah. yeah. And then you were obviously chopping a lot of onions with the family yes. <laughs> and four daughters yeah. all the while. A lot yeah. of hormones in your house. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, and I, so I, I did run a catering business from home for five years and then you know, there was just too much going on. Yeah. But that, that was my other reason to get started on the menopause was that I realized that that it was something that, you know, I, I didn't want to keep it hidden from my daughter. So that was another motivation to get it out from into the light. And, and what was, 
Ireland like at that time? That was back in 2013. Uh, 2012. So it was actually pretty much this time 10 years ago. Yes. So, so as I say, my first, like I missed some periods, and that's classic, you know, early symptom but I didn't know that at the time I thought maybe I was pregnant I also had other very I knew it was hormonal stuff because I had sore boobs and I was kind of thinking god am I am I pregnant Mm -hmm. and not wanting to be pregnant obviously some you know that might suit someone but I was 46 and I had four daughters so I was Mm -hmm. done yeah um so then I was thinking okay well I did a pregnancy test kind of thinking I know I'm not pregnant but I'm still going to do it um, and then I had like PMS like rage hormones and um, so I was like this is definitely a hormone event but what is it and I thought I'm only 47 it could be menopause that's for much older women so I started um, asking like the obvious first thing that we as women often do is start asking friends and people were just kind of backing off as if I was spreading some kind of contagion don't talk about <laughs> don't it don't mention about the menopause don't mention the menopause um and so then I realized it obviously is a menopause, but I, I didn't, I definitely expected it to come much older. I, yes. And I thought it would be, I thought the menopause was, you know, one day you don't have any more periods and you've got the menopause. I didn't know anything about it. Which is probably the menopause, but it's the perimenopause that yeah, a lot it, of people don't time, know about. You know, everyone knows about perimenopause now, 10 years later, but at the time there was, you know, there was no talk of perimenopause. Um, so I started looking online and I looked like there was no, um, I, I, you know, the parenting websites that I'd used, I thought I'll go to Rollercoaster and EU Mom and see what they say. Absolutely nothing there. Like then I went to the Department of Health and Children. I caught, you know, Department of Health, Women's, and there was a very long PDF that you could download, but there wasn't any resource. Then anything I looked at was kind of UK or US based. And it all, I, I found it very negative because I could just see these women tearing their hair out, looking really stressed, which it is stressful. But I just, a friend of mine who's a few years older had to give me the heads up um, when I spoke to her and she um, made me realize that it, it, in China, they call it a second spring. And I'd read a Chinese medicine book and I really much fancied, much more fancied that idea that it could be a second spring. Looking so, forward to the life after menopause. Exactly. That it could be kind of new beginnings. So even though things were, you know, rough at times, I I had, I wanted to try and make it into something positive. I think that's mm-hmm. just my nature. Well, we have a lot more living to do yeah. after the age of 50 or 55. Yeah. We're living longer. Yeah. And as I spoke to to women, they just said, I, just, I said, well, do you know anything about the menopause? And, and again, like me also, I thought I was, you know, quite well informed, realized mm-hmm. I knew absolutely nothing. And when I asked a woman, I'd say, what do you know? And they'd say, oh, I don't know, like HRT, you know, bad mood. My mother, like she just went off on one. She'd kind of disappeared. And I'd kind of absorbed that negativity from my mother as well. That it was just something kind of dark and bad. And I didn't want to perpetuate the silence. And so then I, that's And the stigma, the taboo subject that it was. Yeah. Yeah. And I felt that we needed an Irish menopause website, you know, Mm -hmm. something that people are going to be talking my kind of language. Yes. And my other big motivation was um, I wanted women to have choice, to feel they had choice in how they approached it. Because um, I think in my early years of pregnancy, my first three pregnancies, I just kind of, you know, went along. I didn't think about it too much, didn't take it on. Um, but with my fourth daughter, I looked into different methods. I looked into Ayurveda. I changed my diet. I managed it. And also things had changed a lot. Yes. And there are much more resources. So I felt that I really wanted women to know that they could have an empowered approach that they could, you know, could be a medical route. It could be acupuncture, homeopathy, all these different ways, mm-hmm. um, you know, nutrition, exercise, different ways. And, and no matter what, 
you know, lifestyle, I just realized was so important. So I started gathering up all the information and it was like writing a book. So I created the website, just trying to be as broad as possible Mm -hmm. um, as a reference manual. And then just got going on the laptop at home. And my daughter's a bit bit irritated at the beginning. I was ignoring (laughs) them all (laughs) with my back to everybody. I realized, yeah, that's the thing. I'm trying to do something for myself. Mm -hmm. And it made me realize that it is a time where women need to start thinking about putting themselves first. Um, the other thing was that something I, that's that's a, a bit more out there now. You know, yeah. there's a lot more talk about self care and yes. and well being. But ten years ago, that wasn't mm. the case. No, no, and it and it also, I think the thing with menopause is that it's very much um, something that you really understand with hindsight, um, and particularly at that time when there was no conversation. So you know, you're having these different you know episodes of moods and mm-hmm. different symptoms, and I just didn't really know what was going on. Yeah, and that's that is the problem, or at least was the problem. You yeah. know, there was no information out there. Yeah. How was it received when you started up first? Um, oh, it was funny actually. I um had actually I, something I I thought I would never. You know, I wasn't somebody who ever put myself forward, so it was quite scary. Like you've got a public profile, so you're used to that. I was just somebody quietly thought I'd never, you know, stand up in front of a crowd ever yes. in my life. <laughs> so I started. So I had been in PR. So we did a press release. And then we were phoning around the press and there was no interest, like less than no interest. It's like, no, unless you're setting up. I remember one newspaper saying to my husband, he was my follow up PR man, <laughs> unless you, you've got a cure for cancer or you're setting up children's hospital, we're not interested in the menopause. Isn't that dreadful? Yeah. So it's incredible. <gasps> so it's so amazing to see the changes. Yeah, but yeah. then um, I did a launch. I, even though it was a website, somebody said to me, you should do a physical launch. So I launched it in my local cafe, Nottington. And that was the first time I stood up in front of a crowd. And it was really, really scary. And then the next day I did a TV interview for the first time ever. But uh, but even the presenter at the time was quite, you know, didn't want to kind of give into it too much. So, you know, there was a feeling of giving in, giving into the menopause. And was it a female presenter? It was, yeah. And she yeah, was younger still, and mm. she was just kind of wary. Yes. Um, so it was, it was definitely a little bit of a little bit bit of a dangerous and even saying the word for me in the beginning was very hard to say the word. I, I remember feel, saying it to, yeah. to, to, to a journalist that I knew. I just said, I'm going to try this out. I'm just going to say the word menopause. <laughs> and I had to say kind of, menopause, menopause, menopause. <laughs> Loads of times. I, I felt the exact same, you know, six years ago when I came out to share my story yeah. um, of being in perimenopause from my late 30s. Uh, it was really, really difficult because it's a very personal thing. Yeah. But also because of the taboo, and it was seen as something very kind of, I don't know, old and decrepit, your last yeah. age of life. That was the last thing I, I wanted to do, particularly, mm. in, you know, the fact that I was in the public eye and with yeah. a career in television. Um, and it really, yeah, it was it was a difficult thing to, to come yeah. out and talk about, even six years ago for me. Yeah. And now it's just amazing Yeah. because everybody's talking about it. And in fact, I've been interviewed about the subject um, by more men than I have mm-hmm. women, you know, in the media. Yeah. And in some ways I found that men were slightly more receptive and more curious about it, maybe because it wasn't so dangerous for them. It didn't affect it didn't, them. Yeah. Well, it does. It wasn't going to change them kind yes, of thing. but not directly. Yeah, personally yeah. in that way. Yeah. yeah. In a family situation, of course. But you're right. Whereas for women, it's kind of, it's it's owning something. 
yeah. isn't it? So you, a stage I, of your and, life. But I, I, I did find that there were the deniers and the embracers. And My mother was one in the beginning. <laughs> she was like, I don't know why you're talking about that. I yeah. never even had one. Yeah. And then I thought to myself, we all remember your menopause, mom. Exactly. You know? And now she sees the, the work that we've done in that area. And she says, I'm so proud of you, Laurie. It's amazing. Yeah. And she talks about it and she talks about her symptoms. Right, because yeah. she, she may not have even put the whole thing together. Probably not. She probably thought, you know, because I know for, for so many women, mm-hmm. you know, when they look back, they go, actually, I was going through a very low period. I thought it was just, but you just think that's you because yeah. it is you because, you know, we are our hormones. Well, we don't realize how important our hormones are. And I think that's another big part of... Um, the confusion about menopause because you know one person like the classic symptoms that I would have known about roughly would have been you know hot flushes yes. and night sweats whereas you know it was only when I started looking into it all that I realized there's such a massive um, psychological component yes. which women didn't know about and, and I found that very sad. What would be the most common thing that would come up on the website? Um, I find the biggest thing, like we get a lot of comments from the States and the UK and Australia as well, but the biggest thing, the the, bi- the place where there's most commentary is in perimenopause, you know, not expecting it to be so young and in on the anxiety page, Wow. you know, and it, it can be really, and the thing, the, the, the thing that I hear over and over again that women say the whole time is, thank you for this page. I thought I was going mad. Yes, I've heard that so many times. So many times. Mm-hmm. And that is, again, just the, the need for the conversation. Mm-hmm. Just to go, oh my God, is that what that is? Yes. I didn't realise. And there's a lot of, um, you know, just lack of, through the lack of conversation. And information. Yeah. Knowledge is key. Yeah. And there's a lot more information out there now. And yeah. options as well. You touched Absolutely, on it there, like yeah. all of, of the different options that we have. Mm-hmm. Is that something that you cover on the website? Yeah. Well, I definitely think like no matter what approach you take and, you know, some, some, like I wanted to, I'm kind of a seeker and a searcher. So I wanted to kind of look into it and examine what what's going on here. What's yeah. the psychological, what's the physical um, component. And so I, yeah, I, I think the key things really are looking after yourself, no matter what else you do. So it's about eating well and, and taking exercise, particularly just regular, you know, exercise, but no matter how well we eat, you can be depleted. Like I certainly, you know, I would eat a a very good diet, Mm -hmm. but you know, I did blood tests and discovered that I was deficient in B12. Um, so, and I've ended up, and actually Clean Marine was brilliant. So when we did the, the launch of Men and Men with Clean Marine at the Marion Hotel event, um, it was brilliant because it was the first time we had an Irish supplement. Um, and a lot of women who were taking a few different supplements realized that they could now have it, have it all in one place, um, where you have your, your B12s, your D and your omegas with the krill oil. So that and actually it was, it was interesting. A few women came to me afterwards and said that they had come along and you know they're interested in the conversation and had taken you know take started taking to Menamin because it was it was given to them on the day and that they were amazed. They didn't think they needed something, but they were finding that they had a lot more energy and were really finding it very beneficial. And you know I think certain ones of them who would have been a bit reluctant to take a supplement then realized actually you know this is this is really helping me um which was just interesting because i think as i said a lot of us are depleted at midlife whether you're eating well or whatever you're doing yeah and and then a lot of the time even if you have a healthy diet and you've got all the right amount of proteins and and carbs and fats on your plate our foods 
take such a journey to get to our plate yeah. at this stage, a lot yeah. of the goodness is lost. Yeah. Um, so it's good to know that in one supplement, two capsules, you get everything that you need, not only for now, for your present health, but for your future health yes. as well. And it is, uh, you know, it is great to know that it's something that's relevant to our age because we all hear so much stuff about our health. Mm-hmm. We want something that this is for me right now, not exactly. just for, you know, any other stage of life. So I think that that's very helpful and very specific because it can be very overwhelming. Yeah. Um, but it's I comforting it's, to know yeah. that I'm OK, I'm doing this for myself. I'm taking the right things. Yeah. Yeah. And also an Irish company, which is important, very important to a lot of us. Yeah. Certainly important to me. Menopause for me was very empowering in that way because, you know, you know, you should be healthy in general, you know, in case you might get heart disease or you might get cancer, but you don't know that you are going to get any of these things, whereas you do know that you're going to go through the menopause. Very good point. So it's actually quite, um, I found it quite empowering and quite, you know, it's like there's an incentive. Yes. um, To try and, again, this older friend of mine had said to me that, you know, there's kind of a storm coming your way. So batten down the hatches and make sure that you are as, as, you know, as ready to take it on as possible. I always say, yeah, being armed and dangerous. Exactly. I'm ready for you. Let yeah. me have it. Yeah. And yeah. and if you have the information and you know your options yeah. um, and ha- the, the support of people around is hugely important conversation, yeah. then um, as you say, you go into it and you manage it as best you can and you come out the other side. And yeah. that's what I love about the, the title, My Second Spring, because that's exactly yeah. what that means. It's coming out yeah. the other side. And I loved the idea in China that they respect women for their wisdom and their newfound confidence. And I... They I, celebrate menopause, Yeah, I and also I just was so... I, I just love those... I started looking out for those older women who could be role models. You know, those mm-hmm. older women who are kind of just a bit a bit of feist in them. Yeah. They don't, don't really care yeah. uh, what people think or what people, you know, what they say. And, you know, I started looking out and I, I thought that that was really inspirational. Also, I noticed that when I said the words second spring to people, it gave them a smile, whereas menopause is like, you know, not such <laughs> Whisper a, it, yeah. yeah, not such a happy thing. What were the symptoms that you felt, you know, were the toughest to, um, to manage? I think the low mood and the brain fog. Because I, no matter how many times I wrote about it, that, you know, this is not Alzheimer's, I really mm-hmm. did, you know, I did convince myself that mm-hmm. I was losing my, my mind and my memory because definitely that is impacted. And as you said, like the hormones, like we've got estrogen receptors in every system in our body. So everybody can be very different in how they, you know, what, what, how they experience it. Um, so I also have a, a touch of osteopenia because um, I had a DEXA scan uh, done during my research. So osteoporosis is something I had no idea about until I set up the website. Um, and that is um, a silent disease. Mm-hmm. So again, there's a real incentive to do weight-bearing exercise. So I do need to do just gentle weights. I need to get back into it, actually. But um, I, thought I wouldn't have never, ever been a very sporty person. But I did find that very empowering to do strengthening exercises. Yes. Um, and for our future health. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, it's so important um, just for for the future. I've just been reading Anne Ingalls book and she says that, um, you know, Roshan Ingalls mother, she says that one thing nobody tells you about is that when you get older, it's it's all about falling. So I think that's not another falling. reason not falling. Like you start falling. She said you start falling. Um, so that's another incentive for now is to like if you strengthen 
your muscles and your tendons, your balance. Balance is really, really important. So all of these things are quite, um, there's a real incentive um, yes. to, to get, you know, there's a reason yeah. to do these exercises. I never really un- understood the point. <laughs> and exercise. taking the time for yourself yeah. as well. You know, yeah. you're taking that time out of, you know, what women generally do look after everyone else yeah. first before they think of looking after themselves. Absolutely. What advice would you give to women who are in their late 30s or early 40s approaching this stage of life? Um, I think the first thing to do is to just read as much as you can. Um, find out what, what you know what's around there. If you can, if your mother's around, ask her what she went through. It may or may not be relevant to you, but it's definitely, it can be a guideline as to the age you might go through menopause. Interesting. Okay. Um, and it's, I think it's really important, particularly if there's early menopause in your family and if you're leaving, you know, having children to later, mm-hmm. that's important um, to know about. Um, but I would say for anyone approaching menopause, the key thing really is, as I say, to be try, try and be as physically and mentally balanced as possible and i personally think you know if if you have and, and there's much more information now but if you have the guts to to just look at it you know not to go oh this isn't going to happen to me because it probably will and it'll probably be a little bit sooner than you think yes and the thing about menopause i suppose is that a lot is happening while you still have periods so that was again was the thing that i found was very leads to massive confusion Yes. Um, because you're kind of thinking, this couldn't be the menopause because I've got my period. Because you said, yeah, like the yeah. two obvious things are your period stop and yeah. you have hot flushes. Yeah. I still haven't had a hot flush. Yeah. I know. Um, and, and I still have regular periods. Yeah. But I was in perimenopause probably from the age of 38. Yeah. So, so the you've been embracing it as well. You've, you've been taking it on. And I haven't, I had a few hot flushes, but not very many. But again, I think it's because, um, I mean, I did, I did look after my health. So. Yeah, looking after yourself in advance, I think. Yeah, yeah. And and that's why I'm very happy to have discovered Menamin and this topic, this whole subject, uh, because for me, it means that I am doing things you know, yeah. before I turn 50, before I get that first hot flush and the period stop. Yeah. And that has to be a good thing. But Even I like do... you said, the DEXCA scan is so important. Yeah, it is really important. And I, I, I think, though, that I'm always very mindful that there are plenty of women who do all the right things, who, you know, take the exercise, take the and have a really, really rough time of menopause. And I'm always very mindful of those people because of those women, because you know, you can kind of think you, you end up like so many on so many occasions, we kind of blame ourselves. And that's a big thing. I think that we gang up against ourselves. Yes. Um, yeah. And I think that it, you're th- kind of thinking, what's wrong with me? Like, you know, mm. she says that if you take exercise and you, you know, have your supplements, you'd be fine. Whereas I'm crippled with anxiety or, you know, mm-hmm. and I've heard of women who have had to leave their jobs because of you know, the anxiety is so bad, mm-hmm. which has meant huge, you know, repercussions um, on their family and their financial situation situation. yeah so um i think it's i think a gentle a gentle approach is very necessary and understanding and compassion for yourself and trying to figure out you know is there a big psychological issue like i've spoken to women who had you know deeply buried post-traumatic stress you know from abuse in childhood that then resurfaces if you haven't dealt with things they can sometimes mm-hmm. resurface at menopause. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I'm, it's, it's I've a huge amount of um, sympathy and uh, regard for women who have a really, really tough time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know that someone, and also surgical menopause is so difficult. 
mm-hmm. you know, women who are just thrown off the edge of a cliff through having a, a hysterectomy or and crash into me- menopause, as yeah. Dr. Murray Ryan yeah. always says. Yeah, yeah. that's a, a very, very yeah, very, very difficult tough experience. Yeah. So the more conversations, the more support, um, and the more knowledge that's out there, mm-hmm. the better. For those people, Ashing, that are really struggling, that don't know what to do, what would you advise them? Um, I think it's really important um, to speak to your GP. Um, and also, I think it's an important time to make sure you're happy with your GP. Um, so if you go to your GP and you feel like you're not getting the answer you wanted, it might be a time to, to find a different GP and ask your friends. And there are now more and more um, GPs who specialize in menopause and there are specialist menopause clinics. But, you know, your GP might be someone who knows a lot about menopause or may not. Mm-hmm. There, there actually isn't a huge amount of education um, around menopause. So it's very important to get the right GP and um, possibly to see an endocrinologist like Dr. Mary Ryan. Um, but definitely professional help. And it is an important time to do a bit of an MOT on your health, like to have a, you know, to ask ask your GP, could you have, can you have blood tests done? Very good um, idea. DEXA scan. DEXA scan. Like, mm-hmm. obviously, you don't want to have DEXA scan too often because it is radiation, but it is something that you want to get a base level so that you can see, okay, I'm now 45 and these are, this, this is my bone density at the moment. So then at least if you have problems in the future, you can then examine it and see how it's gone in the meantime. Oh, have a good benchmark now yeah, to go yeah. by. Yeah, it's important because then you can see if you're, you know, if you are suffering from osteopenia or osteoporosis, you will then have something to compare. Not everybody, um, you know, will recommend having a DEXA scan for the sake of it, but I do think it's an important and I wouldn't be in favour of any, you know, additional intervention where it's not necessary. But I think it's important to have um, to have a baseline. And as I say, when I had mine done, I realised I had mild osteopenia. So it just means I've got to be careful because that is a precursor to osteoporosis. Right. So it means that, again, there's more of an incentive again. Well, you can to, make life changes. Yeah. Yeah, make sure to have your calcium, your vitamin D, um, and also to concentrate on your weight-bearing exercise for strengthening. Um, But definitely, uh, you know, you might need psychological help, you know, if you're having a lot of... um, um, don't mental issues. You think it's depression. You yeah. know, you can yeah. have low moods, which I had, yeah. Yeah. and anxiety, and it was yeah. it was purely just an imbalance of my hormones. And make sure that I mean, it, it, you might need to chop and change a bit, and get you know, try a few different things, but get professional help and don't gang up against yourself because it's very easy to do that. And you know, sometimes just by talking to somebody, um, you will then get a new perspective, and yes. you'll. You know, but but if you're not if you don't feel heard, make sure you speak to somebody who you feel is understanding you and getting you. The help is out there. It's definitely out there, and there are more and more resources online. And the Department of Health and and women women and children have, have now are providing much more information. And we went in and spoke to a task force there, and that is one of their key um, prongs to their approach now is menopause in terms of women's health. And there's actually a clinic has just opened. The first clinic has just opened in Hollow Street for menopause. Fantastic. Yeah. So all of this is is new. Good. And all the more the more conversations and these resources are coming on board. Yeah. Um, but yeah, definitely take it seriously. Demand take the help you deserve. It. Absolutely. Yeah. And talk, talk, yeah. talk, talk, talk Absolutely. share. Absolutely. Say the word menopause over yes. and over again. So it's not <laughs> such a, a stigma, such a taboo. Um, it's now a mainstream 
mainstream yeah, media Duffy topic. Yeah, I know. It's menopause. fantastic, especially in the last year. But in the last few years, I suppose, it's been in the news. Why do you think the media and the Irish public have changed their attitude to menopause? I don't know. Yeah, and we're actually very advanced. You know, I was mm. surprised a woman wrote a book on, in San Francisco and she sent me a copy and she said that she can't get any traction for it there. Um, so, yeah, I think we were a small country and we, you know, we, we listen, as, uh, you know, I, I don't know, we, I, I think because of people like you and me having these conversations and making it very visible. Yeah. And also, I think it's it's yeah, it's, it's just to see a name and a face, um, you know, people actually owning up, because in the beginning, um, when I did some uh, press interviews, the journalists couldn't find anybody else to talk about. I mean, I, I could, you know, suggest a few people, but they were shocked to realise that people who they thought they could have spoken to wouldn't speak up. Wouldn't speak up, and I can understand that because people did think it was potentially, you know, detriment could be detrimental to their career. Yeah. And what are people going to think of me? It's aging. You know, it's kind of admitting a certain age. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's it is. I suppose it's very personal. And yet when when I think about where we are now compared to where we were six years ago or 10 years ago, mm. you know, it it's something that is now, I don't know, it's, it's the amount of women that approach me and ask me about it and, and talk to me about it um, is phenomenal. Mm. And and every year there are more and more. Yeah. Um, and it's just great to see people accepting it as another stage of our hormonal journey. Yeah. Because... As women, we go through five stages of hormones from puberty to menopause and beyond post-menopause. Mm-hmm. It's just another stage. It's a very tough stage. Mm-hmm. But that's not to say that the, the stage of puberty wasn't tough. You know, yeah. it's tough being a girl. We've gone through yeah. a lot up to this point. Yeah. Of course, we can get through this. Yeah. And I try and explain to people it's just another stage mm-hmm. of our hormonal journey. Just make sure you have all the information. Like we have a, a fantastic booklet called the essential guide to female hormones and that's you know it should be together you know with all sorts of experts yeah. in all of the options of health nutrition you know diet exercise well-being the medical route and the natural health supplement mm-hmm. route so it gives you all of those options and i think we have to stop being scared of it yeah you know and just yeah. as, as you say get all the information you can mm-hmm. and um and be ready for it because we do and with all think, the other stages. Yeah, and also by having the information before you need it, it's always the helpful way to approach things, isn't it? Mm-hmm. You know, when you're not in a crisis, if yes. you can find, if you can be kind of, I felt like you know having this older friend, I felt a bit more armed and ready. Yes. Um, but the other thing I think is that like was mate like I think it's the generational thing, like women so i'm 57 now so the women who are maybe four or five years older than me are a little bit shyer than my my lot are a bit more vocal and then the women are getting more and more vocal it's true and it's so funny like even because i I saw it in pregnancy as well like when i had my first daughter who's now 26 there were no there was no um gear there were no nice clothes amazing Um, isn't it and even all the bits that go with the babies yeah Yeah. like it was all very basic yeah so it's the same kind of thing (laughs) so you know menopause is never going to be quite as cool as pregnancy but you know, by the time I had my fourth daughter, 12 years later, I was wearing designer jeans. You could go to, you know, pregnancy yoga classes, yeah. swimming, like none of that was there. So, so that, the bottles that kind the, of an evolution. The, the children. Yeah. Everything yeah. has developed. Yeah. Yeah. But I do think it, it's, it's the women who are getting more vocal and then the world is responding. Um, yes. Like the bits more slowly. Yeah. But but now, you know, because I, I was always thinking, why are the market here is not on to us? Like we are, you know, <laughs> menopause women, we're, yeah. we've got good disposable income. Yes. We're much younger than you think. We, you know, we're on our 
bikes, we've got our iPhones, our iPads, you know. Whereas I remember um, doing an interview with a woman, um, Jill Shaw Reddick, and she said that she she gave an article to a newspaper or to a magazine and they started looking for ads for people for Zimmer frames and incontinence. That's helpful. Wow. <laughs> and that's Lord. who they thought the, the target audience was oh for menopause. Isn't that crazy? Of and course. look at us, Ashley. Exactly. For goodness sakes. Exactly. For <laughs> fabulous. Isn't that amazing? My yeah. goodness. So it's a big recalibration, uh, you know, as to who, who are these yes. perimenopausal yeah. menopausal women. Yeah. Yeah, we're not past it. No, we're not. We've a lot There's more, plenty more to, to do. do. Exactly. <laughs> um, the whole creative thing, I think, is is amazing to look at. You know, your background and getting to this point. Um, it reads like you became even more creative during uh, yeah, perimenopause. I do. I do and think, and I've come across this from a lot of women have sent me in their stories. Um, that there's a big create creativity. Like it might be something that you just got buried. Um, you know, it might be art, it might be writing, it might just be, you know, getting out more, dancing, you know, just expressing yeah. yourself Is it more? because we have a little bit more freedom, a bit more space? Because maybe yeah. at that stage, if we've had children, they're in teenage years or, you know, maybe yeah, in their 20s or something. as well, um, oestrogen is the nurturing hormone. So as it decreases, we kind of go, <laughs> oh, good luck. What about me? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we kind of explore who we are. And apparently, the, relatively, the men, their oestrogen gets a little bit higher because we all have all oh, these hormones. God, they get more needy. No, they, they, no, they become more nurtured. They're the ones phoning the children saying, when are you coming home? And we're like, oh, well, come on, whatever I'm busy <laughs> but I had brilliant. actually one event we did was amazing um, a woman came along and then the next time she's I sent out my email and she said I can't come this time I after I after I you know finished after I heard all the stories at the event I gave up my job and I went traveling and she said this is something that I always wanted to do That's so it's so exciting just to hear women kind of giving themselves permission to express because you know we all have our heads down in yes. our you know 20s and 30s like careers families mm -hmm. doing all these things like and then you suddenly pop your head up and go oh right so yeah. who am I what am I is this what I thought I was signing myself up for it's I'd so like to true. get back out and yeah do things that are you know that are fundamental to me and I think that's an, a very exciting uh, part about menopause that it is a transition and it is a recalibration of yourself and it is an opportunity to regroup and no periods yeah you can jump off a cliff <laughs> yeah. you don't have to worry about it exactly. you don't have to worry about what to wear going out at night yeah. you don't have period pains you don't have yeah. pms yeah you, you don't, know you're not all in those that things, cycle that roller coaster yeah that you've yeah. had up to that point so yeah. that is something that i genuinely look forward to yeah. where i don't have to worry about that anymore yeah. and can i wear that white suit to yeah. that yeah. outfit you know, or that outfit yeah. to that um, event. Yeah, it yeah. takes a while for that. Even after periods, I think your your body still is in a bit of a rhythm and a cycle of things. I found anyway. Mm -hmm. um, but you know, it is great not to be um, feel like you're being governed by your hormones. I mean, they are obviously part of us. Yes. You're a shining example of someone who has flourished through <laughs> menopause, Ashling, whilst educating so many of us along the way. So thank you for that. Um, we have so many years to live after menopause mm -hmm. um, and you have shown us that there is joy on the other side. What would you say finally to women that are listening into this podcast and, and facing into that part of their lives? Yeah, I know that there, you know, I amongst them would have been thinking like, OK, 
Is there anything beyond? Like, can we talk to a survivor of this show, <laughs> this horror show? Um, and that was a bit difficult at certain times. Um, but no, I would say things are, are much more even. Obviously, life happens, but, it, it, you know, it's a matter of appreciating what we have. You know, you kind of think this this is really tough, but... I don't know if personally, I think then we can go into other stages where there are a lot of other changes happening. And, you know, physically, you know, we are kind of in our prime at, at menopause. Um, you know, you can be strong, you can be fit. And, you know, just seeing what's ahead, you make realize that, you know, this is a really, really vital part of our lives. Mm-hmm. And as I say, we, a lot of us, you know, you kind of lose inhibitions in certain ways and just become more. I love that feeling of just moving more firmly into your own two shoes. I am out the other side. So I felt like a bit of a fraud for a good while because I was there talking about, men, about menopause and I was still in perimenopause. So that went on for a long time. Um, but no, you keep like it was there. It gets confusing. I don't know if you got to that stage where you might go, f- you know, no period for six months. And you're thinking, OK, this is it. And then off you go comes again, back. comes back and you realize, OK, back to square one again. It's like snakes and ladders. OK, so this got, is good got to, to know. For yeah. a year, then you've got to be okay. because it's, you know, technically you're in menopause one year from your from your last. Yes. Period. So then, OK, so does that count like if I'd, you know, if I've had one period in the last three months, I, I'd start the clock back at zero again. Oh anyway, goodness, so I'm finally okay. fully there. So I think I probably was 54 um, by the time I was fully. That's not um, bad. One year Although you were in peni- perimenopause for yeah. probably a good while before you were yeah. 50 as well, yeah. like myself. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, from, yeah, I'd say definitely from 46 or so, which I think is kind of um, average enough. Yeah, it's usually, I think it's after 40, usually five years, but can be 10 years before yeah. menopause. For yeah. me, it was a little bit more. Yeah. Um, but yeah. You were ahead of the curve. You started early. <laughs> Typical. Yeah, that's one thing I didn't really want to be ahead of the curve on, to be honest. But you just take it as it is. And, you know, yeah. now that I have all the information that I have, I'm really not afraid of it. So how does it feel then to be out the other side? I mean, do you still have symptoms? Uh, so I don't have... I mean, life is life. You know, we are who, are who we are. So I'd say I don't feel as ambushed possibly by symptoms as I as I did like that kind of real rage that I had certain mm-hmm. at certain points yeah um but uh, no definitely it's it you know and it is I'd say you know just it, it takes so much out of you to have a period um and I can see that in my daughter it's like it's exhausting mm-hmm. so I don't have you know I definitely that that's a plus and uh, you know even just the low iron from yeah. the blood loss you know yeah so definitely all of those and I and I do continue to take my supplements I particularly need b12 for energy and iron I think is is still important mm-hmm. um so no I definitely feel the need to um to take care of myself I do think that you know, with any hormone event, it puts an assault on our system. But I think, and I think we need to gear up, but I think then we need to kind of keep keep that up um, onwards mm-hmm. because it is so important. Um, you know, the omegas are so important for our, for our joint health mm-hmm. and for our brain health. Mm-hmm. And I do, no matter what, I do love to go back to um, eating for brain health 
because that will always bring you into the healthy stuff, into the good stuff, kind of the Mediterranean diet. Honestly, you're the picture of um, of good health and and well-being. So I'm not sure now after Christmas, I'm not feeling 100. <laughs> percent It looks good to me. <laughs> if that's if that's what postmenopause looks like, I'd uh, I'd be very happy. Oh, so. well, thank you very much. You're very you're very kind. Um, but I do think it's you know I'm noticing now just when you say beyond menopause, and I know we go through different storms of life, but I I just find that I, I can see with with friends now they do have more we do have more time and other women that I speak to we do you do have more time for things for yourself mm-hmm. um and there is kind of a nearly a golden era um and then I think it starts getting a, a little bit trickier again like I, I noticed just lately and I've a couple of griefs um you know in our family you get to a certain a certain age and other things come upon you yeah. so maybe the, the menopause is a good test you know, where you just realize that you need your toolkit for survival for yourself. And it's, it is back to yourself. And, you know, I, I think that was very empowering for me. Menopause makes you kind of explore who you are, what makes you tick, what supports you need. Mm-hmm. And also realize that my menopause is totally different from yours, from yours, from anybody else's. Mm-hmm. You know, mine might be all about, you know, someone might be having hair loss where somebody else might be having joint pain. You know, it could be dry mouth, could be hot flushes, could be panic attacks. Mm-hmm. You know, so I find that all very helpful for the long run. You know, that if we take the time to have a little little bit of an explore of who we are and what what and also what approach we want to take to life and things that make you happy like for me yeah it's ridiculous even when I hear myself saying it I throw myself into the freezing cold Irish sea yeah and that gives me my buzz yeah I know and it's just wonderful and I, and I think that's the brilliant thing is if we you know allow ourselves to have yeah. menopause to take yeah. it as a pause to take it as a transition mm-hmm. and a little bit of navel gazing for ourselves yes because we've spent far too long you know, looking after everybody else and not prioritizing our own health. Absolutely. So I think I would, you know, encourage embracing the menopause. Onwards and upwards. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Let's be having you. We're ready for you. Exactly. (laughs) Ashling, thank you so much. A pleasure as always to talk to you. Total pleasure. And I hope that everybody that's listening in has a look. I'm sure they will on mysecondspring.ie and that wonderful book too. Congratulations on that. Hope we'll see more books from you. (laughs) I think we might. I don't know. Actually, well, as I say, I'm, I'm, I've set up my silk pillowcase business so that's taking up a lot of my time and I and which is beautiful fun, yeah. yeah and, and very helpful and it is I mean it sprung from the menopause um, yeah. because it mm. was to do with um, helping people to sleep helping us to sleep and also we want to keep our skin and I wouldn't have known about it if it wasn't for you and, so thank uh, you for yeah and for showing um, me those good for two. your hair and yeah. cooling cooling for menopause yeah they are actually and yeah, yeah not only for you know kind of as you say the anti-wrinkle whatever yeah. properties they say it's um it is it's just a much more comfortable sleep. and also it's a bit born, of luxury born as well of the born of the menopause which yeah. is there you <laughs> another go. good thing about the menopause yeah, another business. serial entrepreneur <laughs> you're brilliant thank you so much <laughs>